This episode is brought to you by Graybar. Graybar is a trusted and leading North American distributor of electrical, communications, data networking, and industrial products that supports projects of any industry. Construction, hospitals, industrial plants, schooling, and more. Yep, Graybar does that. Graybar operates with one clear mission, to serve as the vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. But here's what makes them different from the competition. Being able to effectively navigate supply chains to get products on-site and on-time is crucial these days. And Graybar's nationwide logistics network, with over 290 locations across the country, assists owners and professionals build and maintain the operations in their electrical, communications, and industrial world by providing them what they need, when and where they need it, and within budget. Yep, Graybar does that. To view more information on their services, head to graybar.com. That's G-R-A-Y-B-A-R.com. Yep, Graybar does that. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. As we speak, I'm in my 38th year of being self-employed, but when my business was bigger, I needed Indeed. Frankly, because I wasn't all that good at finding and hiring the right candidates. But by leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with the right candidates faster. And... Golf Smarter listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Golf Smarter. Please visit Indeed.com slash Golf Smarter right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That's Indeed.com slash Golf Smarter. Terms and conditions apply. Do you need to hire? You need Indeed. Some brands offer you low finance, or cashback, or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. For members only, Golf Smarter number 427, published on March 11, 2014. Smarterpodcasts.com. Delivering sound advice. Golf State of Mind, part two in our conversation with David McKenzie. This is Golf Smarter. Welcome back to Golf Smarter for members only, David. Hi, Greg. Thank you again for joining us, for sticking around for the rest of this conversation, because I have so many more questions that I wanted to talk about with you on Golf State of Mind. Um, and Great. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, where, and where are you based? If somebody wants to start taking lessons from you, how, do you, how does that work? 
I'm in Washington, D.C., so I do give uh, you know face-to-face lessons in the in the D.C. metropolitan area, Northern Virginia, Maryland. Um, but uh, I do a lot of lessons on Skype. Um, it's become quite uh, quite popular, and uh, you know it works. Um, you know we can fit lessons around people's schedules, and you know what you've got to do is switch on your computer. And I use uh, a couple of programs. Um, one of them is uh, eGolf Plan, um, and that uh, you know, players are able to record stats um, after their round. So I go in and I can check, you know, exactly how how someone's, you know, what their perform- how their performance was. Um, during rounds, and then we, you know, on a weekly on a, on a weekly basis, we meet and uh, we t- we talk about the the experience of the round, and and we also refer to these uh, these stats um, for areas of, of of improvement. Okay, all right. One of the things you said towards the end of our last con- part of the conversation was. Um, you talked about practicing um, and going to the range, but you were referring to practicing the mental game, not just working on your swing mechanics. Is that right? Yes, um, I'm not. I'm not discounting swing coaches and and the need for swing coaching. You know, I think that that's uh, you know that is an element of, of of the game that you know people that players need to work on. Um, but for me, the more you can, you can synchronize your body and your mind, um, through visualization, through feel, um, and ingraining, ingraining those, those feelings and just becoming aware of your body. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, for example, an, uh, an example of a bad session, bad practice session for me would be to stand on the driving range, one target, a bucket of balls, you know, perhaps a couple of clubs and just hitting, hitting straight to that same target. That's not, uh, to me, that's not effective practice. Why? Effective practice. Because that's nothing like you would be, that's nothing like it would be on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the golf course, you're changing shots all the time and you're, you're having to play different kinds of shots. So my idea for a fulfilling an effective practice session on the driving range would be to hit hit no more than three balls with uh, with the same club. I'd be picking different targets. I'd be trying to hit um, different trajectories, moving the ball around in my stance, hitting different trajectories. I would do. I would try to hit as many different kinds of shots as I could. I would even try to hit you know a slice, a hook, a draw. Um, you know, I've got a, a, a practice drill um, on the website called the the nine shots where you know you're playing um a fade and a draw and a straight shot with three different trajectories and so you end up with uh with nine shots so it's that it's that variety um otherwise you just get into range rhythm i think it's very very easy to think that you've mastered the game on the driving range and that's why a lot of golfers say you know i wish i could take my driving range game to the golf course and there's so many things that are wrong with what they're doing on the driving range that you know they wouldn't want to take that game to the uh, to the golf course. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like if you go to the driving range and you'll see, let's just say, there's 25 people out there, um, and you just kind of stand back and watch for a while. I I can almost bet that 99 percent of those guys are hitting one club over and over and over again. Why is it that that just seems the way you're supposed to do it? And, and 
And what's really interesting, especially if you're warming up for a round, I've, I'm guilty of this myself, going, uh, okay, that was a shot I wanted. I don't want to do that again. I mean, you just as soon as you get one that you like, it's like, okay, I can move on now. Yeah, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm understanding the question. Um, I don't even know if I asked one, did I? <laughs> I, I realized uh, no, there was I, this long pause. I'm like, did I ask him anything? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, I think I know, what, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, you, you hit one club, uh, you know, one shot, one club, and you know, because you're working on a, on a swing drill, right. um, you know, you're trying to ingrain that, uh, that swing into, into your, you know, your muscle memory. Um, and that's, that's how a lot of golfers spend a lot of their time. And it's just, you know, to me, it, it's not effective. And I've, I've been there and I, you know, I used to throw $8 down for a bucket of balls, you know, bucket of ball after bucket of balls and, uh, and, and, and make those same mistakes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now I practice in a completely different way. It's, it's about imagining Imagining holes. It's about um, trying to create pressure um, on myself. Playing games. I think that games should be a big part of practice. Um, and I actually have a book on uh, on practice drills, which is designed for that purpose to to, to create scores. Even on your, on the driving range, you can play games. Uh, play games with yourself to try and create the same same kind of pressure. Not get into that um, that habit of just you know you hit one ball oh didn't like that shot I'll hit you know I've got another one here you know just pull it out of the basket um, it's about every shot you know should have should have a purpose um, and a consequence. Give me an example of what you mean by these games that you play while you're on the range. Um, so you would be I would be practice I would be visualizing holes in my mind and uh, so you could you know, essentially play holes and, you know, imagine, I mean, I, I, Ben Hogan used to talk about this, like playing holes in his mind. So you can actually play, you know, play against yourself on the driving range and imagine that you're in a certain situation. Imagine that you're on the golf course, you know, try to, you know, I heard, heard, heard about Graham McDowell, like running on the spot, like on, on the driving range to try and get his heart rate up. Um, not that I can imagine many listeners are going to want to do that um, on a packed driving range, but um, <laughs> the, the 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 point is that you know he's trying to he's trying to simulate that feeling uh, on the golf course, being under pressure, being amped, feeling up. that yeah, exactly. And so you know it's it's that most of most golfers just practice thinking that you know there's just, there's always that next ball and that's not the mentality um that we're trying to practice because i think you know practicing practicing is an opportunity to practice your mental game just as just as it is your 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 physical game and i think that that gets that gets missed mm. um but yeah so i've got you know i've got a, a number of different games in in my my practice rules book where you know you're you're playing games and getting and getting scores, so every shot has a meaning. On on your website, I was noticing that you have um, in your mental games section. One of the lessons that you have here is how to play non-conscious golf, and how is that different than unconscious golf? <laughs> I just answered my own question in my head. Uh, unconscious um, golf Fred, is. That's actually, <laughs> so that, I, I didn't write that article. A guy called Colin Cromack, who's a contributor to Golf State of Mind, 
wrote that article, and I'm still trying Colin's to digest the, the whole non-conscious versus subconscious. So I might not be able to be be able to answer that as well as I would like at this at this time. But uh, that, um, that's fair. Yeah, he's. He, go ahead. Yeah, he's. Uh, well, yeah, he, I mean, for me, the subconscious. It, it, your your swing is made with your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are just those are just important things to think about, like the, the division, the division of what your mind, what what these different parts of your mind plays, or the roles that the different parts of your mind play in a game of golf. You know, the conscious mind, the logical analytical um, brain is going to be at work only during the pre-shot routine. So that's you know, that's deciding on which, uh, the right shot to play. Um, that's calculating, you know, the, the yardage that's, you know, making sure that you're going through that sequence of steps throughout your routine. Um, keeping you, you focused on the, on the right things throughout your routine, but when you're ready to go, um, and you've, you know, you might have some, some, some confidence triggers and some go triggers in your, as, as a part of your routine, but as soon as you're ready to go, that's when the conscious mind, shuts off completely and whether it's non-conscious or subconscious um it's uh you know there's there's, there's absolutely nothing but the just the you know a thoughtless swing a thought free i should say thought free uh swing yeah um, being executed Actually, Colin uh Cromack was on uh the Golf Smarter podcast back in 2008 so and we talked, oh, right. yeah. yeah, and we talked to him about target oriented golf, which I which was an epiphany for me. I love talking about target golf. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's one of the, one of the fundamentals of his program. But I mean for me, the precise I mean I the, I tell the players that I work with you know where is your target? Where's your target? It always comes down to where is your target? Mm-hmm. And you know a lot of the, the average players that I speak to. Are just aiming center of fairway, center of green. They don't even have like a precise target, and it's amazing how I mean, especially for the short game. You know, just having like spots that you're aiming at, and just you become connected with the target, connected with the shot, and that takes away, you know, any focus on on your swing, which is a negative, which is negatively going to impact your your play. Um, it's you know, it's always you're always thinking about the shot and the target. And you're seeing that in your mind's eye right up until, you know, you take, you take the club back. Um, and so, you know, I can't emphasize enough how, you know, target, shot shape, visualizing, becoming connected with that particular shot, um, you know, is going to help. And I, I know that a lot of players, you know, when they're making their practice swings, they're just, you know, they're working on a drill or they're trying to correct you know, what they thought the, the problem was in the swing on their, on their last shot, instead of using that time to really become connected with that shot that they're about to play for seeing the target, seeing the shot shape, um, and really, uh, yeah, really becoming connected with it. You know, I would think that if people had a better sense, if golfers had a better sense of strategy or what they like to call course management, I think that everybody out, out on the fairways and at the tee box would, would be better golfers. They would cut down some strokes. But getting onto the putting green, 
to me, is where the mental game seems to have the, the most powerful impact. Um, you recently wrote a piece uh, called the you called the five most common putting mistakes. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I can. Um, I don't have that article in front of me, but I'll, I'll yeah, I'll try. Um, Come on, yeah, you I wrote can. it. You know what it is. <laughs> Pardon? You wrote it. You know what it is. <laughs> yes. Well, the I mean, the the closer you get to the uh, to the hole you know, the closer you get to your score. So that's, that's where we feel pressure. I mean, it's the, uh, you know, it's the easiest, e- the easiest shot to play. I mean, the, you know, it's easier than, uh, than any other shot that you're faced with on the golf course. Um, but yeah, it's where, it's where we make the most, it seems like it's where we make, make the most mistakes. Oh yeah. And, and, and feel the most pressure. I, I would think. Um, yeah, it's where we feel the most pressure, and it's where we need to have, you know, where we need to have a lot of discipline, where we need to, you know, make sure that the the process is is good, make sure that uh, breathing is good, and you know, not not thinking not thinking about the consequences of you know of of the putt and the score and what it might do for you, um, and these are things that uh, you know with with the right techniques, the right you know, knowing how to switch off and not think about uh, think about score and focusing on process, um, because process is just one of those things that that you know you can rely on in in any situations. So that's always going to help you calm down. And uh, if you've got a good putting process, um, that's that that's really going to help you. And that's that's the, you know Jack Nicholas said that he he never missed a putt in his mind. And, you know, I like the, uh, you know, I think that's a good, a good way to think about it because if you know that you've gone through your process, you've, you know, you've visualized, you've, you've felt the putt, you've seen it, you've done everything you can, you, you possibly can, you've read, g- g- given the putt a good read and you've gone through your process, that's all you can do. Um, the rest is out of your control. And something I, another, I think that another thing that's important in the mental game is, self-talk and and phrases that you can you can you can include in in your game so when you're standing over a you know 10 15 foot putt say ask yourself a question is this possible and by asking yourself that question and you know your response should be yeah it is possible instead of you know i've got to make this you know i'm going to make this it's you know you're you take pressure off yourself you're not you're not expecting to make anything. You're expecting to go through your process as well as you can. Um, and when you think that, you know, even on the PGA Tour, they're missing 50% of putts over about five feet. You know, it's um, there's, there's there really shouldn't be, be any pressure. The best thing you can do is just go through your your your, your, pre, your routine. Yeah, but, you know, I know that um, if I were to ask myself, is this possible – the answer is always, of course, it's possible. Is it probable that I'm going to make it? That's when doubt enters the conversation in my head. But if I walk up to a putt and, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the putt as I'm walking towards the green, I'm going, I got this one. I know I got this one. This one, I walk in with total confidence um, instead of questioning myself. I, I feel more comfortable. But then then when I'm standing over the ball, the, the doubt enters and I start questioning, do you really got this one? 
Um, so you know, it, it's it, it's a very thin line you're walking between asking yourself, "Can I do this?" versus telling yourself, "I can do this." Do you agree? Yeah, I think that you know the intention is to make every shot. It, it, you know, within, within, I mean, I'd say within 50 yards, I think the intention should be to make every shot. The closer, um, the the more positive and the more precise your your visualization for the shot, the closer you're going to get to the target. Um, so I would always say that the intention is to is to make the shot. But I think that there's no, I don't think there's any harm in sort of pre accepting you know, a miss, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is to, you know, say, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this Well, not the worst thing, but it doesn't help you to say, I'm going to make this because you're, you're, you're setting that expectation that if you don't make that putt, then you failed. Mm. Um, and, and, and so I think the, the intention through your routine, the intention is to, is to make every putt you're seeing it go in. I mean, you're even being as, as detailed as to see, you know, where on the hole the, the ball is going to fall in. Um, but I think that those, you know, building in a bit of acceptance into your routine so that you don't disappoint yourself when you do miss, um, you know, can, 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 can help steady the ship. Excellent advice. Um, in your putting mistakes article, um, I, I'm curious why you say it's a mistake to f- are, are you saying it's a mistake to not find out whether you're a straight back, straight through putter or an arc putter? Or are you saying it is a mistake to worry about that? Um, I would say, I mean, this is, this is, it's more of a technical thing actually. Um, but, but everyone has, you know, some players take it straight back, straight through and some putt, you know, with the putter going on an arc mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you have the right equipment for that. You know, there's, there's a, you know, face balance putter and a, you know, heel or toe, toe weighted putter. Um, so if you're a, uh, you know, if you're a straight back, straight through, you want to have a face balance putter and know, and know what the difference is. Um, because that can, that can affect your stroke. Can you explain so face balance can, putter a, for those who don't know? So a face balance putter is when there's equal weight across, across the face of the putter. And you can, you can test this out by holding the putter, um, you know, a few inches from the, um, from the head of the putter you know, on the shaft, and you can see how the putter is is balanced, whether it's it's balanced in the toe or the heel, or um, it just lies it just lies flat. So, if you are a straight back, straight through, then you do want face balanced. You want a face balanced putter, yeah. Okay, and if you are if your uh, your stroke is on an arc around like, and that arc is like around your body, not the arc of a, a full swing. Um, that arc you want to you want to have a, a heel weighted putter. Why is that? Um, that's that's a that's a technical question. Huh? <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, it's just to do with the, uh, the you know the movement um, that the the the, the, the putter is naturally going to take when it gets you know when you when you would, if you were to take it back on a pendulum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I I would have thought that if you're if you're taking it straight back and you've got a you know a heel weighted putter. You're going to be kind of like fighting against against the putter's natural movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting too technical is is what you think is also a very big issue for most people. Is they spend too much time um, forcing that? Is that what you mean by being too technical? Yeah, I do. I, I think the putting 
you know, as, as we just discussed, putting is probably the most mental part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should, for me, it's, it's an art, not a science. And I think that, you know, even with, you know, I don't, I could use a, you know, one of those old bullseye putters and, uh, and play just as, as well as, you know, using one of the, you know, the most recent, uh, super duper putters. Um, because, for me, it's all about you know how well I visualized the line, how well I felt it, um, and and really got got into the, the the putt itself instead of anything to do with with my stroke. I think that same with the with the the longer the long game. If you've got a good if you've got if you've got strong fundamentals and you know you're setting up consistently to every putt, and you know I mean alignment is is absolutely key, and that's another another one of the mistakes is that. You know, you can have a, a you know, great visualization and great, great feel and, and great green reading, but if you don't actually put the the putter face down in line with where you want the ball to start, um, then then you're not going to you know you're going to miss the putt. So um, good fundamentals and then really good alignment and making sure that you are making sure that your alignment is is absolutely spot on. The place where um, I find the mental game uh, intersects so much with the physical elements, the the swing mechanics, uh, are in my short game, whether it be bunker play or chipping. Um, Because where I think I, I understand what I'm supposed to be doing, and I have the tools to do it properly, but my head gets into, you know, like, the amount of pressure, the amount of the backswing, the, you know, how, how much do I hit down on it? How, you know, there's so many different technical elements that get in the way of the mental game when, when the mental game is so important when it comes to the short part of your game. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that you can play those short shots and, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, when you're when you're in a bunker and you've got a certain t- kind of lie, and you're thinking, you know, well, you know, how's this gonna, you know, how's this gonna pop out? How deep's the sand? And you know, there's all sorts of things that are going through your head. And and I think that you know, commitment is commit commitment to a bad shot is going to result better than you know, not committing to a good shot. If you understand what I mean, so not the at more all. committed you I, can... <laughs> I have no idea what that <laughs> meant. <laughs> so, for for example, um, I would say that whatever whatever you decide, no, no, no matter how good a player you are around the greens or you know out of bunkers, committing and believing that you can hit those shots is going to help you out more than any kinds of thought, thoughts, technical thoughts about, you know, how far you should open the club face and how far, you know, you know, how deep you should hit through, through the sand. Those are things that you can figure out in your, in your practice, uh, your practice swings and your preparation for the shot. And I think that if you, you've had more meaningful practice sessions where you actually like put yourself in, in tricky situations and, 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 you have to, you know, you're experimenting with different lies and you're experiment, experimenting with open the club, opening the club face to various degrees. The game, the game can become more instinctive and those shots can become more instinctive um, so that you'll have, you'll have a lot more confidence over them instead of having to, uh, to fill your head with, um, with all the, the technical stuff. But I would just say that 
committing committing to, to the shot you've chosen and setting up in the correct way to be able to play that shot um, is all you really need to all you really need to focus on. Is it possible to convince yourself that you're confident? I think so. I think that there's there's a couple of types of confidence. There's there's the external confidence and there's internal confidence. External confidence is is isn't long lasting. It's you know ex- external confidence is based on how well you're, you're playing. And most people think that confidence is a result of how well well you just played you know played the last shot or played the last hole or played the last round. When really we want to we want to think about confidence being something that you can generate within, which then affects your, uh, your play. If you're thinking about confidence as being, you know, you have to be playing well to build confidence and you put a, you put more pressure on your game. Um, and you, you know, you don't feel like you're as good, a, a good a player, um, after hitting a, you know, a couple of bad, bad shots, whereas confidence can be built through, um, through, you know, from from the inside out, if you can start to, you know, imagine yourself as a good player and convincing yourself that you're a good player and, and talking to yourself uh, in the right way when you're out on the golf course, uh, you can you can build confidence that is is much more long lasting and, and enduring. And at what point does the the confidence uh, uh, over um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, take control over your mechanics. Does that make sense? Like, how, how how do I word this properly so it makes sense? At what point in your game that does the mental game have a stronger impact um, than than your mechanics in helping you get get to uh, lower scores? Am I? Is this working? Is 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 that question yeah. making any sense? Um, it does. It uh... you know because I you know we talked earlier about how you went from an eighteen or you went from an eleven down. You know you had all the mechanics there, and then we talked about what well, what about a middle handicapper who would love to go from an eighteen nineteen down to ten or eleven. I mean, just getting close to ten um, is. Is is a great accomplishment for somebody, you know, knowing that you know, single digits may never be part of my life. Right. I think that I think that no matter what level of player you are, you can instantly take shots off your game with a better mental approach. And I, I, I do understand Completely agree your, with your you. question. But most most people that that. You know, people that either visit my website or talk to me about the mental game, and you know, when I'm out on the golf course and I'm talking to people, they don't think they're ready for the mental game. They think that uh, it's for the elite player, and you know, they 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 haven't mastered the golf swing yet. So why you know why why would they be thinking about um, you know trying to learn learn the the mind game um, when I I I would say that there's no sooner time. Than, than now to start learning uh, the mental game, no matter what player you are. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, when I when I watch uh, tour players or walk around with very good players, there's just things that they do that don't require any physical skill that probably, you know, you know, makes them like you know four or five shots better per round. 
And, you know, who doesn't want to knock four or five shots off the off the score, no matter, um, you know, what, you know, whether a 28 handicapper or a 16 handicapper, it's just, it's, it's, it's stuff that doesn't require any physical skill. Um, and just, you know, following, following a process. I mean, these, you know, these things, it's not instantaneous. You know, you have to go through the practice just like you do with the mental game, but it is, it gets you there. It gets you there quicker. And I think you could help us get there too. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I most certainly can. It's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating area of the game and, you know, my eyes, you know, were just, you know, open to it, uh, through, through my, in my performance that, you know, when I, when I started, uh, on this route of, of really trying to understand, um, about the mental side of the game and how it is a game of, 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 of mostly, you know, emotional and mental management. Um, and, you know, I, as I said before, I'm not discounting, you know, swing mechanics. What I am saying is that there's way too much focus on swing, on equipment, and, um, you know, there's other things like ego and score, stuff like that. But if you, if you can, and can, can refocus on what's really important and really, and, and is really going to, uh, uh, to take you, take you to the next level, um, quicker and more effectively and, and, and you'll have more fun as a result. Well, I hope so. <laughs> and I think so. Well, David, you've got, uh, like I was saying before um, on the previous episode, that your your website, golfstateofmind.com, is just a wealth of uh, video and, uh, and, and writings and articles um, on the mental game, but it's not just focused on mental part. You go into the short game and putting and practice um, and make recommendations on books. It's really a, a great website. Um, and I want to thank Nick Chertok, who's a golf, longtime Golf Smarter listener, for introducing us. Yes, yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a friend for for quite a few years now, and I always enjoy um, you know his little uh, his, his him sparking the uh, the conversations on uh, on Facebook, and he's, he he you know, he knows his stuff. And if anybody wants to uh, contact David, uh, you can do so. Just go to his website, and again, you can get his free um, newsletter, and he's got a lot of goodies he's given away. But if you want to spend more time with him, eh, I'm sure he's not giving that away, but you can <laughs> check it out. David <laughs> McKenzie, thank you so much for coming on to the Golf Smarter Podcast and sharing your methods and your teachings. Thank you very much, Fred. I, you know, I love talking about this stuff. This is my passion, and... Uh... And you know, I've, I've been a big fan of your your, your golf smarter podcast for for a long time now, and uh, it's been been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Up next, golf stats take a page from baseball's saber metrics. We're calling it putting is overrated. That should get your attention, huh? If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please click on the Hey Fred button at golfsmarter.com. Smarterpodcasts.com. Delivering sound advice. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And remember, Golf Smarter listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Golf Smarter. Please visit Indeed.com slash Golf Smarter right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That's indeed.com slash golf smarter. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.